attention All right, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Out coming of the with it Yeah, you know I can't get it, it in Shout out to my favorite radio station If you missing this, you missing out and you ridiculous Turn your system up, I need to feel it Cause I'm feeling this misunderstood That's the host, plenty interviews Hot topics, you know how it goes If you miss it, check that podcast They gon' get it poppin' I'm talking special guests and plenty good gossip So get considered this up in your life and get it right Man, I play it all the time On the freeway when I ride Nah, you cannot deny It's the best you're gonna find They get you up in the zone Get that stress up off your mind uh, Come and join the conversation I know that you're gonna like it It'll get you so excited You know everyone's invited uh, If you wanna be a star Listen to the best Get considered this Don't settle for nothing less Hey, Consider this radio Hosted by Misunderstood Let's go Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome, but with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor, or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free, it's confidential, it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you are not alone. Yo, yo, this is DJ Bob. You rocking with Consider This. Consider that. Let's get it. Happy, happy Sunday, good people. I am your girl, Misunderstood. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. I hope you guys are enjoying the day. It's supposed to be like 60-something degrees outside, so you already know it's just like a hoodie day for me. I don't never wear a coat anyway, so <laughs> this is why I'm always snotting. Um, always snotting. Um, today we have a great show, a very deep show, something that you guys definitely need to start having these dinner table conversations in regards to sexual abuse. Um, we're going to be pinpointing it on children, but you know, adults go through the same thing too, as we've seen recently with the Me Too moment and, um, more things to come. We're also going to be talking about some celebrity news. We can't let the celebrities get away with this BS that they're doing. So we have to chime in on that. We're going to give you some statistics. And we have Trinell and Kendall in the building from I Am Beautiful Because. And if you are on the Facebook Live, you can see how beautiful they are. This this is why I'm not on camera on Sundays. They did not come to play, okay? So, guys, you got some pretty ladies on Facebook Live. If you're not tuning in on the TuneIn app, you can get you some eye candy this Sunday as you roll over in your beds, okay? I think the Redskins don't play till later on this afternoon. So, you might as well just chime in. You know what I'm saying? You can you can definitely skip the dead skins. When we come back, we're going to be talking about um, their wonderful organization and the journey. Let's deal with the beginning. How did they both get to I Am Beautiful Because? And then later on in the show, we'll be talking about programming and more. So don't you guys go anywhere. If you are on Facebook Live, why can't you share the link? Like, share the link, go back to sleep, and, you know, just let all the friends know. Just just share the link you know it doesn't cost you anything to share the link i promote yes 
I promote people's stuff all the time that I don't know. The number, if you would like to talk to these beautiful ladies, are 703-560-8255. Again, that number is 703-560-8255. You can call in if you are only watching on Facebook Live and not on the app. Call while we are talking, not while music are playing, okay? Because we are a live show. We follow FCC. So you got to pay attention now. Call while we are talking if you are following us on Facebook Live. And if you're on the TuneIn app, same rules. Call while we're talking and you can speak to them. Your minutes are free whether you have an Obama phone, Sprint, Boost, or Cricket. Or even if you got the SafeLink phone for the, um, for the elderly, it's free right now. Call us. 703-560-8255. We'll be right back right after this. Don't you go anywhere and share that link. It's Kelpie Vibes. Yeah. 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 Show your body Sure you know no safety when you carry 50 kill somebody You know I feel a vibe, you feel a vibe So baby wine it for me yeah. And I know you shy but it's cool when we're making love On the low, on the low, on the low, on the low, on the low Black T-shirt campaign and you're tuned in to Consider This.
Hey, Dad, I need your help asking Jessica to prom. Of course. Love is like the ocean. You have to tread the Oh, waters. Dad, that's not the kind of help I needed. Hey, Jessica. I, um, will you go to prom with me? Yes. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care can't wait to share their first with you. Personal. All right, guys. Happy, happy Sunday. We are back. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. I hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday thus far. The weather is nice. Make sure you go out there and do a walk or something like that. The number here is 703-560-8255. So you can talk to Kendall and you can talk to Trinell. But right now, I am beautiful because these ladies are going to let us know when. Oh. Perfect question. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. When did you guys find out you were beautiful because? And that Ooh. question is for both of you I before like we that. get to the journey. So who wants to go first, Kendall or Trinell? I like that. I'll go. Okay, Trinell, go first. Um, Let me tell you, I did not find out I was beautiful because until about two years ago. Um, I was in my room. And I was, um, I, I've always been on like this spiritual journey and I'm always listening to like inspirational stuff and something like pegged me to go and listen to um, Gabrielle Union's Black Girls Rock speech um, where she talked about how um, internally she was really damaged and because she had never dealt with her internal damage, she was, you know, outwardly being mean, you know, being classified as that mean girl, but that's what she was doing. And so she um, took a moment to, you know, know deal with herself and at that moment I, I felt like God had convicted me although I had never been the mean girl um, I had um, some internal damages that were going on with inside of me that I was covering up and so I turned into this silly goofy you know put on a mask you know mm -hmm. um, kind of person and so the same day I just broke down and I was crying and God prompted me to get my journal and then in my journal, I wrote, pain is. Mm. And under that, he had me write down everything that had caused me pain. Mm. So I started with, um, mm. with you know, sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional, physical abuse, self-inflicted abuse. Mm. Um, and then after I sat there and I, uh, you know, kind of processed what I had written, he had me write over top of it. Um, although I'm in pain, I will prevail. And then he had me take a moment to process that as well. And then he had me write on top of it, I am beautiful because. Mm. And so it was at that moment that the light had clicked for me that, you know, while all the while I was talking about 
uh, or kind of dwelling on how life was happening um, to me, I really should have been dwelling on how life was happening for me. Hmm. And so those were the that was the moment and when I found out. And Kendall said she missed church today. She don't know we about to go right now, <laughs> did she? You yeah, talk that about word. it. Somewhere in the <laughs> Bible they word, said two or more is a fellowship. Word. Okay. Listen, <laughs> I got two things that I want to come back to that. But Kendall, I'm gonna do mine too. But I want you to do yours. When did you? that realized Kendall was beautiful because? So, like Trinell, I definitely had the spiritual journey and a lot of self-reflection, self-awareness. But in addition to that, I realized that I was beautiful when I stopped measuring my beauty according to everyone else's expectations. Mm -hmm. Throughout my life, I really was a people pleaser. And I come from a wonderful family that's so supportive and also very motivated family. So essentially, there was a lot of dreams Mm -hmm. that were set forth for me as far as where I was going and in living up to those expectations I really really did not address the real things that were going on the hurts that I had been through the type of trauma that I had gone through as a kid just developing as a woman and mm-hmm. just the behaviors I was making, knowing dang oh well I was making bad behaviors. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm gonna make them anyway. Just knowing I was just doing these behaviors to knock me off my path, I realized I was doing all of that as just a distraction from addressing the things within myself that honestly God created me to have every single thing that I needed to fulfill purposefully. Mm -hmm. And he created me beautifully. My mom always tells me, you know, God made you beautifully and wonderfully. So, Mm -hmm. you know, understand that that's who you are. And so once I stopped measuring myself up against everybody else, honey, I flew so free. And I realized how beautiful I was. I was like, damn, I'm fine. Where have I been this whole time? I've been mm, hiding. I ain't got the time. So that's when I realized it. Yeah. So I'll share mine, especially with listening to you guys' journey. So I always thought that I was awkwardly cute. And then my mother just put way too much self-esteem in me. (laughs) So I never had the problem with the beautiful part or Mm -hmm. just thinking I was cute Mm because I always thought I was cute. Mm -hmm. But the problem that I realized that I have is the worthiness. Mm. Mm. Come through. That's good. Come through. Come through. So I'll share this with the listeners because I haven't shared this yet, but I'm... Just got approved to purchase a home, right? Yes, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. And I'm so bent on not living in Maryland. I just don't. Me too. I'm a Washingtonian. (laughs) Me too. I should be able to afford Washington, okay? But the loan officer. This morning. The loan officer says a little different, okay? She's like, you may not be able to afford Washington. So you need to think about DC. Right. I'm in Maryland. <laughs> Capitol Heights, District Heights, you know, right, Southeast right, right, Maryland. Right, 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 right. The extended and, D.C. Right. And so as I was looking, I was like, man, these houses are too big. You know, and mm-hmm. it's just me and my daughter. And I don't plan on bringing a man into my home. Mm-hmm. I plan on, like, leaving mm-hmm. the home. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so the place would be for my baby. And I'm like, this place is too big, too big, too big. And I found myself all night. Like, looking at these homes that I can afford Mm -hmm. in Maryland, Mm -hmm. thinking they were too big, only to have the same type of apartment-style condo. Because that's all condos are, apartments Mm -hmm. that they say Mm -hmm. are condos. Instead of having a condo apartment-style. And I'm always, like, dumbing myself down. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always been my conflict. And my biggest conflict is knowing my power 
but still dumbing down yeah. how dope I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. it's a townhouse, girl. You're yeah. not getting no 4,000 yeah. square foot house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if one of the DC programs, which is the inclusionary program, mm-hmm. like if that doesn't work out, then why don't go get you a house? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So many people move from exactly. DC to Maryland because of those exact reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can go get your little townhouse God or you're going to stay to in this apartment. Let me tell y'all something. You know? God is speaking to me. I literally sat in the bathroom this morning scrolling through Redfin in Capitol Heights, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I too am like you. I'm like DC, I gotta stay in DC. But that that message was really good. That was mm-hmm. for me. Um but I, I agree. One of the things that um that I like that you said was you never struggled with the beautiful part. And the reason why um the reason why you probably never struggled is because there's a difference between pretty and beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And people oftentimes, you know, equate mm-hmm. them as mm-hmm. the same. Right. And there's a yep. total different meaning to pretty and beautiful, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Because pretty is interchangeable. It's always changing. You can change your hair to be pretty. You yep. can, you know, put on some makeup to be pretty. But beautiful is what you possess in the inside. Mm-hmm. And so because you said your mom had already instilled that confidence in you, you had beautiful is is not will will not be an issue for you because you have that solid foundation and just understanding that you know my my beautiful is different than your pretty Uh um and and knowing that's where your worth will come from understanding your worth Uh you know what i'm saying when you be you're able to identify yeah but i just was like what i am here just you know, talking myself out of the whole house yeah. because, and being a little bit of the apartment again, yeah, even yeah. though it's a condo, yeah. you know no. what I'm saying? Nope. When I can pay the same or less than yeah. for a house, yeah. but I'll just be in Maryland. Yep. And let me tell you, I, I, I shied away from Maryland because they weren't doing updates. They're doing updates now. I've yeah. seen a lot of Oh, yeah, I've homes. seen a lot of nice homes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the worthiness has always been my struggle. Like, because my mom died when I was young. My dad didn't take care of me. He took care of the other kids, but didn't take care of me. So worthy Mm. is something that Mm -hmm. I have to work Mm -hmm. on. Because I always feel like, well, dang, I'm not worthy enough for a husband. I'm not worthy enough for a house. I deserve a condo. No, no, no. no, But I'm saying those are like the bouts that that I can go through. But on you guys. Oh, go ahead. I I would like if you could share with her the um, the activity that you had shared with me the other day. was it the doubts that with the paper clips and the plane? Oh, yeah. So um, when it comes to uh, those thoughts, you know, uh, essentially it's very interesting because I always like to say feelings aren't faithful in the sense that just like Chanel was saying that pretty is interchangeable, so are feelings. They always change. So those thoughts of worry, worry or worthiness oftentimes kind of creep in and I like to think that's when you're right on your purpose of doing what you're supposed to do. You ever notice when you are doing what you're supposed to be doing that everything starts come crashing down Mm -hmm. to try to just knock you up off that path? It's like a meteor like what? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So you still try to stay on. So the activity that um, I actually do, I also um, am a student at Bowie State University and I teach freshman seminar and in my freshman seminar we have a model set up where we address self-awareness within class so one of the things we talked about was those bad thoughts those that those thoughts that kind of keep us from really acknowledging the fact that we are 100% worthy Mm -hmm. and that we are beautiful in every way and that there's nothing that should be stopping us except for ourselves Mm -hmm. and that we need to get over ourselves right which is goes back to what Mm -hmm. Trinell said in regard to 
a lot of the times we abuse ourselves. Yes, absolutely. So this activity really helps people to acknowledge that. So I had all of my students, and I also had Trinell do this as well, and we did it together. We built a paper plane. So we have a paper plane. You have your piece of paper. Inside the piece of paper, you fold it in half. On one half of the plane, you're going to put all of your negative thoughts. All those thoughts of, I'm not worthy. I don't believe I'm beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be single forever. Mm -hmm. No man out here is going to hug me up. Like, honey, those... Girl, that's... Girl. (laughs) Especially right now. It's cold, too. Girl, Girl. I'm like, I can't put too many quilts together to make a man. You know, I wish I could bibbidi-bobbidi-boop that situation, okay? I wish we could have a class on building one. What? Look, girl. Okay, let me get to to the science of that. But anyway, you're going to... So write down those negative thoughts on, on either side of the paper. You're going to fold it in half. Then you're going to fold it your airplane, basically. You know, make your airplane, whatever, or what have you. Once you fold your airplane, I want you to, to acknowledge how many negative thoughts you wrote down. Mm-hmm. So for every negative thought you wrote down, you need to attach a paper clip to the bottom of the airplane. Mm-hmm. And then once you do that, fly the airplane. Yep. See how far it goes. Mm-hmm. Watch its trajectory. See which way it goes. Does it come back to you? That's good. Uh-huh. Does it stop? Does it fly at all? Does mm-hmm. it go anywhere? Because those negative thoughts are like the baggage of an airplane. Mm-hmm. If you have too much negativity, the plane will go down. Exactly. It will go off exactly. flight. And it's the soar? same thing within within life. So it's why we're paying $50 for these <laughs> damn check bags, right? Uh-huh. Because the airplane has to stay at a certain weight in order to keep flying and staying mm-hmm. on flight. Uh-huh. So that is the way w- that it is with you. So essentially, when you find yourself having so many negative thoughts, mm-hmm. consider how heavy your cargo is Mm -hmm. and where your plane is going and then consider the type of plane that you are because if you are zipping and ziding out here like a jet you can't afford to be hanging on to no negative thoughts Mm -hmm. honey you gotta go Mm -hmm. but if you out here like a cargo plane you may be able to take on a little bit more but you gotta be equipped to handle it so make sure you do that so do the paper plane exercise Mm -hmm. and then once you address those negative thoughts I also said after that you know because I don't want to leave you not flying Mm because that's not the thing I'd like to put some wings on you Mm -hmm. so once you've seen where your plane has gone with the paper clips you write positive thoughts to combat the negative mm-hmm. ones. I'm going to be single forever. I'm going to be dating wonderful men. <laughs> oh, the variety. <laughs> All of the variety. Okay, and I'll remove the paper clip. And as I address each negative thought with a positive thought, I remove the paper clips. Mm-hmm. And then I fly my plane again. And I watch how far it goes this time and watch where it goes. And you see the difference. And that's how it is with your life, baby. You got to let that cargo go. Those negative thoughts, those negative feelings, those experiences, it's time to kind of start debriefing and letting those down, making them less weight. And that's definitely true. And you have to, um, I think when you have those moments, you have to acknowledge it in the moment. Absolutely. You can't can't let it go on. Absolutely. You know, like, so... I still went to look for the house. I'm like, girl, you you stupid. Like, if this is what we can do, this is what we're going to do. Right. Right. You're not going to waste your money, yeah. right. you know, and buying a condo or something like that. So right. you definitely got to negate those feelings. Yes. Get your house, girl. But, yes. Yes. Because I'm trying to come through the, for the housewoman. Yes. I got the wine picked out for yes. you and everything. Yes. Get your house. I have to have a, a nice housewoman party. Yes. Get your house. <laughs> but one, th- one thing I wanted to ask you, too. So we acknowledge when we found out we were beautiful 
i.e. or worthy. So how did you get to the journey mm-hmm. on making this a business? Mm-hmm. Like, was it that moment mm-hmm. um, after journaling that you said, I'm about to start a business because I know it's more <laughs> people like me. So how did you get on the journey to start the business? And when did Kindle come into play? Okay. So, um, no, it was not at that moment that I started the business. I didn't know what God was telling me. Um, I just knew that he was ta- telling me to write this stuff down and to work through it. And so I, a couple months um, later, I had went to um, this conference in Atlanta called the Young Leaders Conference. Um, Shout out to Elder Mark Moore. Um, And God was in the building the entire weekend, and he was ministering to me, and everything was adding up to what he had spoken to me that day. Um, And... Prior to getting to that, I had already had a mentoring program. It was called The Center, and it was <laughs> a program. At the time, I was working at a juvenile detention center for um, for um, boys. And because I had already had a son, I knew how to connect with boys. That's all I wanted to start my mentoring program for was for young males because I saw them, you know, returning to the community with no supports or failed supports. Um, And so I wanted to make sure that they had some type of programming that they could be a part of when they came home. Well, long behold... God only sent me girls. My first meeting, I had a total of five girls. Um, By the end of the first year, I had only 25 girls that came to this. And so I was like, God, what are you trying to tell me? I don't want to work with girls. Again, I I have no experience in working with girls. Um, and even when I tried to set up the, the male sector, um, it just did not um, manifest. And so when I was at the Young Leaders Conference, um, one day I remember coming back and I just fell flat on my face. And I began, you know, um, you know, worshiping God and praying and praising and crying. And, Lord, what are you trying to say to me about this? And, and the, the, the words that he said to me exactly was, Trinell, I gave you a center And you're thinking too small. You're thinking just this little tiny mentoring program that you put together, but I gave you an entire center. So now you need to take that center and figure out how do we make this into, you know, how do do you merge it with this I am beautiful because. And so he, he was giving me bits and pieces as I was going through life. And like Kendall said, like, I flew with all this baggage. And if you fly with all this baggage, it's kind of hard for you to get to the mission. It's kind of hard for you to get to the assignment or even be vigilant in seeing the assignment, right? Because you have all of these things that are blurring your vision. And so with that being said, I came home and I was just like, you know what, God, I think I got it. I think it's time for me to start this nonprofit for young girls who have um, been through what I've been through because I have a story to tell. Um, I And I have travailed through my, my trauma. And so that's how I got to the business side of setting up I Am Beautiful Because. Oh, so that's interesting. So the I Am Beautiful Because you actually had a tragedy that happened to you. Correct. But you weren't even focused on that. Nope. You was focused on helping these little boys come back into the community. Yeah. Now, isn't that something? Yeah. That's a true example of if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Listen. (laughs) Because instead of you dealing, you know, you would think that that would have been the first thing that you wanted to tackle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. It's interesting. It was not. And 
and sometimes even till this day, it's kind of hard for me to acknowledge that at the forefront, right? Because I, again, I had built this person, this happy-go-lucky person where I had blocked out my trauma, where I had blocked out the abuse that I had experienced. So, you know, when I thought about the mentoring program, I never thought about it from the perspective, hey, you should be helping those mm. who experience the same kind of trauma that you experience. That is so interesting because mm -hmm. most people lead with that yeah mm -hmm. yeah so it's interesting that you you weren't even thinking about it yeah in the beginning yeah. of course that's what you're doing yeah. now which we'll talk about yeah so how did you and kendall end up meshing together so kendall <laughs> it's 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 interesting um because <laughs> after i had launched um i am beautiful because i started hosting um, beauty boot camps and we'll talk more about what those mm -hmm. are and Kendall was a participant in one of my beauty boot camps and she came and I'll let her share um, her experience with the beauty boot camp but um, she is when she came she came with the spark um, there was something about her um, that everyone um, on my board was just like, you know what, she has a fire about her. Um, when it was time to introduce her to the board, um, everybody was just like, yeah, I like her. She has ideas. Um, she is really for the cause, for the mission. And um, so we decided to bring her on. And I'll let Kendall share where she jumped on and what her <laughs> <experience> was like. <laughs> so, um I had came honestly to the boot camp as a complete, like, innocent, let me see what this is about situation. I honestly, that morning, I had woken up, and I hadn't really had anything to do, and something was like, girl, just go through Eventbrite, see what's up. And I saw this booty, beauty boot camp, so I'm thinking, like, oh, it's a little boot camp, we get a little makeup, a little boom, boom. So I was like, let me come through. So when I came, immediately, um, I'm a very spiritual and energy-based person. You know, I am very much so feeling first before um, I hear or need to see or what's going on I feel it yeah. so be even before I entered the building I felt not mm. only the presence but the connection and immediately God just was like I brought you to where you need to be mm. so when I came in um and the boot camp just uh commenced and we began talking about just addressing things such as childhood trauma childhood sexual abuse we talked about empowering women through that healing process of what it means to be beautiful within it uh it really um inspired me and really further uh, evidence the fact that I was supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. I also had gone through quite a bit of childhood trauma myself. I was abused by a neighbor from seven years old to about 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And during that time, um, you know, the recovery process, I really did a lot of what a lot of people do is avoid. Mm -hmm. So I kind of put it on the shelf of it never happened until that box decided to spill over and say, you're going to address me. Mm -hmm. So I had to address that. And even going through the healing process, although it was work, yes, it was. I am so thankful for it yeah. because it has leveled me to such a different level yeah. as far as and who I am as a person. Healing is almost like a detox. Eh? It yeah. is. It's, it's, a a, it's a very, it's a it really is. It, it is a detox. You. Detoxification. It really is. It's, a, it's quite the purge process indeed. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people don't necessarily go through it because detox requires Ooh. discipline Ooh. and requires removal of things that you may want, but you don't need. And endurance. And, so, and it requires endurance, endurance because it is a prolonged yeah. process. So um, I went to the boot camp and I participated in it. And then after uh, just speaking with Trinell and things of that nature, I just really came in um, from an aspect of, 
essentially just wanting to support the organization in as many ways that I could because I'm a very big person on helping people get to the next level. How can I support you? I think that's why I'm studying psychology because I love to just find out how we can help you get better. So in that sense, um, I just came into the organization and now I'm taking more of a lead from an operational sense because I have a background within consulting and within operational and diversity inclusion backgrounds as well as in uh, mental health and clinical backgrounds. So um, essentially, I'm just really excited about being a part of this org and um, I'm really thankful because it's crazy just how God works, you know, and you just have to take a moment to listen to, even if you don't have like a God, you have to listen to the universe and the way that it places you because you will miss your blessing if you just keep booping and bopping around yeah. avoiding your yeah. situations yeah. and not addressing them yeah for sure yeah. <clears throat> for sure and i always like to think that and it seems like god the creator you know whoever you want to call him just acknowledge yes. yeah, him. yeah 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 um, <laughs> that he does the same thing with you because yeah. he talks to me through people mm. yes yeah so i could have a stranger or someone i don't even know like come to me and say the one thing like <laughs> I needed to, I needed to hear that. Yes. And generally it's a stranger. It's never nobody that yeah. I know. Yeah. It's right. always yep. somebody that don't know me. Yep. I don't know them. Right. And they're always speaking to me. So I think that whether you praise the religion, you cannot acknowledge God. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. impossible to not acknowledge the creator. Yeah. Um your heart a heart can beat in your hand. Yes. That's not science, that's the creator. So you can't help but to do that. And like you were saying before, um, Kendall in regards to that intuition, to me that's that's God. Like, yes, he's talking so. to me. I believe he lives in you. He lives in you. He lives in me. And that way, that's how you have all of this energy that's dispersed is because yeah. he's yes. interchangeable. Yeah. In and, you know, hearing you say that, it kind of makes me think of how I always just remind myself and even remind um, the kids that I work with within treatment. I remind them that everybody is a superhero, right? Mm-hmm. However, there are people who'd rather be Clark Kent every day, and there are people who actually can be Superman. Mm-hmm. So people who operate in Superman are people who have acknowledged they're kryptonite. They know their weaknesses and they know the ways in which to stay away from them. They mm-hmm. do preventative care. Mm-hmm. They work through them. They know how to heal from them. Whereas Clark Kent, he's just an innocent person writing newspapers and taking flicks. He's not really looking out for you yeah. like that. Like, yeah. what's going on? So you have to figure out which addendum you want to be on. And right. many times when you go through those spiritual battles, it's that superhero and you calling like, come on, you know we're supposed mm-hmm. to be out here doing better. Mm-hmm. What you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we just conflict within ourselves because it's like that spiritual being in a sense you know it's like we're spiritual beings more than we are natural beings and Mm -hmm. we have to understand that our spirits do move on which is why people say I see and I feel my lost one's presence Mm -hmm. here and things of that nature it's very very real so you Mm -hmm. have to take care of that Mm -hmm. and when you don't it starts to just falter apart and it'll come and it'll actually take care of you yeah you know There's a um, book called um, I Moved Your Cheese, which is like a counterpart oh, to yes, Who Moved I love My that Cheese, book. right? Yes, <laughs> and it I talks about, book. you know, mm-hmm. the journey of which we go on trying to combat um, combat our challenges as we go, we drive towards success. And um, one, the greatest part of that story is that the, um, the mouse who ends up winning, he just walks straight through the wall, right? He's just, you know, everyone else is like in the gym working, trying to, you know, get muscled up, strong enough to jump over a wall. People are utilizing other people as a source, as a... <clears throat> 
as a spout to get over a wall, where Zed, he just simply walked, he channeled, channeled himself in his mind, and he walked straight through the, through the wall. And the reason he was able to do that is because we are very controlled by the universe in our mind. We're constantly being spoken to. You, again, have to be vigilant and cognizant, but those intuitions are God, and we fight ourselves all the time mm-hmm. about, is this real? Is this right? Is this... No, go with it. Just mm-hmm. go with the flow, and you will be able to obtain this the level of success that you are looking to obtain at that mm-hmm. in that moment. So That is definitely true. I want to talk about um, the Beauty Boot Camp. I know you have an event on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about some of the resources that you have and just abuse, period. Yeah. Okay. Some yeah. of the myths. Yeah. Because okay. I don't think a yes. lot of people understand um, what that looks like. So yes. we'll talk about that and more. Don't you guys go anywhere. The number here is 703-560-8255. Again, that number is 703-560-8255. Up next, though, we want to find out, is 10 years too long to wait to get married? <laughs> we got to talk about these That's Mexican sad. borders. <laughs> I got to talk about the pastor that had like a hundred ounces of weed on him. Let's call that privilege. And then (laughs) there's another man that was shot, unfortunately, Mm African-American man, and he was not even the shooter in the mall. So we'll be talking about all of that and more coming up. The number again is 703-560-8255. Until then, it looks like all of us uses this product. It's some shea butter. Only on Consider This Radio.
Hey, The Rock, it's Upwork. Need a website for that 2020 presidential run? Hashtag, I'm with Dwayne. Upwork, whatever you need done, get it done with a freelancer. Meet the scam, a simple procedure whose mission is to detect lung cancer early. but I feel fine. That's great, but you may still be at high risk for lung cancer. Oh man, that's a new fence. If you smoke, early detection could save your life. Learn more at savedbythescan.org. This is He's Known, and I'm from the Black T-Shirt Campaign, and you're tuned in to Consider This. Hello, hello. This is Africa been singing, and I tuned in to Consider This. Consider that. all right guys we are back happy happy sunday i hope you guys are getting into it i hope you realize when you found out that you were beautiful Okay, and or if you have worthiness issues, as I do, you are tuned in to Consider This Radio on this wonderful, mild Sunday, you know, for December. Too bad the rest of the year couldn't go this way. I'm pretty fine with it. I, I want some snow, want but some I want cold? snow, snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta leave her alone. We gotta leave her. You're, you're outvoted. You can on have all of that. I understand. I work for the school system. You so can I'm have just all like, of that. Let it snow. You I'm know. here for a good snow day too. Oh yeah, three I, I would love a good snow day. That would be lit. But buoy done close for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, a tidal wave can come through. They'd be like, y'all got y'all boats because <laughs> it's time to you need to be at class by we five. We got Uber boat. Right. Outside. Right. We got Uber Uber raft. Like get We're through for real. Um. I want to talk about some of these uh, crazy topics. First and foremost, okay. (laughs) Now, according to Kendall, I should never say that I'm never going to get married. So I'm not going to even leave with that that conversation. Very finalized. But But do you guys think that you could wait 10 years to be proposed to? No, absolutely Mm -hmm. not. Not happening. Absolutely not. So you're not a ride or die. You're not. Where am I riding to? <laughs> what am I dying for? <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Child. Um, no. So that was. This Child. is an easy. This is a. Oh, I guess we're done with this topic. <laughs> I, I, I'd be interested. How about you? No, I don't think I can wait six months. Now let me say, probably a part of my problem. <laughs> 
Now, let me say, I, I think- have entertained some friendships for longer than that were, you know, supposed to be but relationship-like. Right. But that's they, friendships. But they were... Right. It's like an understanding. But can we just say... Know, people do do that, though. I think Cynthia... You gotta let those go, too. Those shouldn't go on for eons, either. Which one? Those situation, relationship, situation, oh, friendship yeah, no. thing type things. No. I'm oh, yeah, that, that line of message. treachery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That little line. You got to learn to let those go. That little risque line. Yeah, mm-hmm. I sent someone you a message. You got to go ahead and sever that, baby. And I was like, yeah, this, sever just that. don't call me anymore. Good luck with yeah. life. Don't, yeah. don't, don't keep making that mm-hmm. edge raggedy. Mm-hmm. Just go, go <laughs> smooth it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know Cynthia from the Housewives. I mean, she's clearly older than us. But I agree with her. And I'm not 52. But her statement was, after a certain age... All of the dating and stuff is like old. Like mm-hmm. it, even if somebody fell in love with me tomorrow, he will never be considered my boyfriend because I just think right. that's childish. Right. Like you yeah. know, you're grown. Yeah, we're purchasing stuff. Yeah, you're not my boyfriend. Yeah. So she made a statement <laughs> that she um doesn't feel like she needs to date a person for so long. In order to marry them. So, I don't know if you guys watch Housewives, but her and Mike Hill, which I think he's so dope for her. He's like the coolest 50-year-old ever. I watch here and there, but did they uh, merge? See, Harvey introduced them, right? Not yet. Mm -hmm. But I think he's good for her. Or maybe he's just dope, period. Because I don't know their real life. But I just think (laughs) he's a dope guy, period. Uh But they both were just in the realm of like... We don't have to take all day to do this. That's good. Right. She's fi- I mean, she's That's older. Good. She's 52. Yeah. But I think that period, I think that at 35. Like, I don't yeah. think yeah. I need to be yeah. but playing see that, with you for so comes, long. What do you guys think a, about that? That comes with a level of self-awareness to me. Yeah. I think, you know, um, women, we become very self-aware uh, very early within life because of the things that we have to do as far as our roles. So in that sense... Um, it can be very difficult to find a mate that is self-aware as well. Girl. Because especially the when... The men coming into their 30s. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> especially if you're not developing at the same yeah. rate either. So once you have that understanding of yourself, like, because when you know, you know. Like, right now, I'm in, I'm 30 right now, and I even realize how dating has changed for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am just kind of like, eh, over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have blocked more numbers than I have texted, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's Ooh. just like, you know, it's just like, you, you realize this is, you when you realize your worth and the type of woman that you are you kind of go through the process quickly because it's kind of like pruning the vine like up that way that way that way right and then when you have that awareness you you also the laws of attraction is real yes you attract what what you put out right and so the fact that they met at the same time with the same expectation like that that's a lot of of, of God too but you know I think on top of that we have to acknowledge how long she waited before having him yeah because you have that waiting period and once you meet that person I honestly feel like life is too short fall in love get the married situation had the kids get the house whatever I agree too because I think like a lot of people I don't have time to be waiting for you a lot of people are um, tearing Portia up because I mean, her, her time oh it is, is very, very <laughs> sketchy. But if you in love, you know, because, you, know? you know, I don't know if you watch, but it's like she, according to her, they met. She she's pregnant. Now they get ready to get married. But it's been within a year. But I, I, I always and my sisters, um, 
they laugh in the beginning. But I think that that's how, when you get to this age, that's how it's supposed to go. We can sit down and we can, if, if we're being open and honest and we're having conversations. That's the truth. And not the, it's the truth. Text conversations. We're sitting in front of each other and we're talking about, okay, this is who I am. This is who you are. This is what I bring to the table. This is what, what are you looking for? You know, setting those expectations, just having open and honest conversation and going with the, with the vibe, with the chemistry. You can have that chemistry, but do we also have the other things that's necessary for a relationship as well? Mm -hmm. Do you have the same sense of, of, of awareness and are we going and speak uh, in the same direction and speak in the same language? But wouldn't you think that people don't to me i think relationships are just looked at differently and people don't want to have no conversation they don't want to talk about anything agreed yeah unfortunately well the thing is people don't want to be vulnerable and that's that's it's a very interesting kind of situation and i'm going to go back to the point where you were saying that you know she had the baby and she's getting married all in less than a year uh, can we just address the fact that y'all lay down and have babies within one night? So, I mean, for for us to even just cast that even judgment onto her, it's just like, let that girl live yeah. because you live in the way that you live. Mm-hmm. So in the same sense, um, when it comes to those things, though, there there's a point of accountability. And accountability requires you to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and addressing the ways in which you may not be so good. Mm-hmm. The issues that you may have. Exactly. Because it's easy to point the finger and say, oh, yeah, you need to fix woo-woo-woo. Yep. But, you know, the eye does not see itself. Yep. So that means you are not looking at yourself and your flaws. So you can't come out here looking That's at everybody why else. That's that waiting period is good. Because yeah. the waiting period it's is disciplining. period. Yes, it is. Is. That, that, Honey, that pulling back those layers. I am my best onion. friend, child. I like to, <laughs> to hang with me. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, and that's why I think the the beauty boot camps are good is because you don't have to be a victim, right? But no. when you come, you are learning about ways that you have been traumatized that you are unaware of. And because you are unaware of your traumas, you are unaware of your triggers. And I can't wait to begin to talk about yeah. that too because there was another... Um, Another show. So I don't necessarily, me and my sister are weird. We don't necessarily watch <laughs> their reality shows for the ratchetness. Right. We watch it for the behaviors of people. I, I do it. too. And yeah. so the interesting thing about it is there was another show where they didn't even realize that they were abused as a child exactly. because of what African Americans think is the norm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. Mm, yeah, so, um, so okay, topic. people, you heard it. We are not waiting ten years. No, absolutely. I don't have no. ten months for you. I don't have. I don't have it. I don't got ten months. They don't have ten I'm years. Taking trips, we ain't doing going it. to programs. Um, I can't. Mm-hmm. And and the thing about that is she and I. That's another thing that I battle with too in relationships. It's like, hmm. So they got two children because they do have two children together. He's then battled addiction. He's then cheated. So her stance was in one of the posts, she said it was like, see, ladies, you can't rush it because a man is going to be a man when he's ready to be a man. So in her hindsight, it was almost like her meeting him again at the 10 years but honey, I am not built for that. I was like, that's cute for you, but it's not going to work for me because um, two. Tr- 
Now, I that's why I only have yeah. one child because yeah. I refuse yeah. to have have another one without being married. And I know divorce is um, marriage is not forever, but at least give me the idea that we were doing this forever instead of you being my baby father. I remember mm-hmm. growing up in my in my relationship in my undergrad relationship, we were on and off, but we were a good relationship. But I remember telling myself when we broke up because he cheated that. I would wait for him when he was ready because I knew men didn't progress at the same rate as women. And it took me to get to a point of awareness to say, no, it's it, I, I'm not forcing you to do anything, but we will be on the same page. We will have the same level of understanding and what it is that we want for each other. You know, are you going to wait for me? Men don't wait for us. No. And don't cheat. <laughs> and don't cheat. And then I'll say this, like, I have <clears throat> an ex that I would probably love till I die. Like, I love this man. Mm. But we just don't work. Yeah. Aww. And it's like, am I supposed to sit around, deal with all of you, knowing that we don't work, to hope that you're going to finally yep. think that we're going to work? Or do you just go out in the world, as you said, date abundantly and <laughs> hope? somebody else work for you so it is a catch-22 and i definitely get it because i don't want to put this in the universe either because somebody told me to stop saying that but it's like you almost don't kind of know what's out there so it's always comfort in what you already have dealt with in a sense right Mm -hmm. but in hindsight it's just like nope i'm not settling i I just said this the other day i was like no we just don't work and i'm okay with that because I want to be with someone that does one, two, and three. Because yeah. I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five, and six. Exactly. And right. you should expect that. It's not that, that complicated. That that worthiness, right? I am worthy of getting back what I put out. Because I know when I love, when I get into that relationship, I, like you said, I'm going to put out one, two, three, four, five, six through a hundred. Mm-hmm. And you got to be able to match that. You got to be able to match that. Yeah, for sure. You know. And my thing is just to real quick go back to you all's points about um, just the whole waiting and things of that nature. Uh, My dad always told me, like, when a man knows what he wants, he gets it. Hello. And he also um, let me know, like, a man likes to have things in order before he's addressing you. And if if he's addressing you while things are in chaos, Mm -hmm. then that's not the one Mm -hmm. for you. Because I just kind of realized... Even in my journey, I used to because I used to be a caretaker. I used to I used to always find the broken Listen, ones. Huh? Girl, I, start, I used to Ayanna fix people's lives with start these a dudes. Come on, I got some you. of these. You go to school? Some of these ninjas you. owe me a check. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be sending my invoice. Y'all are living good lives because of me. You You're welcome. You're you. welcome. Oh. So I'm saying that in a sense of like. I used to go for them mm-hmm. in the sense of like, oh, you know, he'll be with Potential. me. I'll, I'll wait for, I'll build him together. We'll mm-hmm. build together. But then I realized, honey, I'm already built. Mm-hmm. So what I look like stooping down to a building that's in gravel? Like, I don't have time for that. nothing wrong with, um, with, with building with your, with your mate. You're supposed to you're build. Supposed you're supposed to, to, supposed to grow. To build you're supposed to build other. together. You know, we're supposed to build together. But you have to acknowledge each other's levels, though. Exactly. But that's the thing. And see, I mean, and let me just, let me be very clear. This is by no means a man bashing situation because I can yeah, hear the brothers absolutely. in the background like, oh, here they go. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but this is by no means, it's not like that. that is, it's not bashing if it's your experience. Yeah, yeah. it's an experience. We can't help that. Right. Experiences may not right. have been the best of experiences. It's by no means like that. Just as a guy can have the same experience right. but i do agree because one thing that i find as you said before 
being one of probably Captain Super, Super Save a Ho. Um, <laughs> I, I was on the team. Do, yes, <laughs> I do acknowledge the fact that yes, I want to build and grow and do all of these great things, but he also has to be building. Yes. Now. Like you yes. can't get Listen, him to convince yes. him to be. One of the things that I learned at this, at this conference and yes. it has blessed my life. Somebody said, why do why don't women want to submit? Why do they have a problem with submitting to girl, a man? Girl, we about to and have a <laughs> I, I have to you do got, a relationship you, you got show. this spot for four hours? <laughs> like, how we doing you, this? I have because to do we a can relationship really do this yeah. show. You should. Because, Let's do it. No, it got to be on Facebook because I need to curse. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, yes. I can't Listen, curse here. Me too. This is hard. Um, this is but hard. But he has been laying that on my soul. And I don't know if, like, this the relationship show is going to be the... <laughs> the way to my man <laughs> but i have really been thinking about this just period and it's not as an expert because clearly i'm no expert but it's just about the journey experience. and experience yeah, you experience. know what i'm saying so like about it. okay yeah, so yeah yeah but the, yeah. the the question was why do women have problems with submitting and the the answer from a man was that women don't have a problem with submitting it's do you have a mission for them to submit under Girl. Do you have a lead, a, a, a plan for them to follow? Because that's what submission means, Amen. to be up under a mission. Yes. So, <laughs> so what's it's your mission? Wrong that's like with... the first question on the date. So what's your exactly. mission? Let me tell what, you something. Mission? I have to make decisions all day in my life. <laughs> Whenever I get a partner, uh, I don't want to make, I don't even want to say what I'm cooking. No. I want my man I to look, tell me everything. Listen. I'm Tired of making decisions. I'm done. If he's a man about his, you see what I'm saying? Like I'm. If this man is leading his way, doing his thing, I have to support the brother. Nobody wants. I got to make decisions. You got it, babe. I give up. I'm over it. I'm done. But again, like you said, what are you telling me to do? Because if it's stupid, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, but it's not even that though. It's also acknowledgement of who you are. Exactly. Because here's the thing, and this is something I always remind my young queens we are all queens and as a queen i understand that i have an empire and a kingdom i'm in charge of building and i rule over so i can't just be opening myself up to any fool Mm -hmm. because that makes my kingdom weak number Mm -hmm. one but also i have to acknowledge the fact in order for me to have a kingdom i have to have a king you have to so i have to have a king but my thing about that is it can't just be any king like this got to be a brother who can build our kingdom together with and we can take over in our enterprise Mm -hmm. it's that mentality like for me I, I'm I'm looking more so of like where are you going because I'm a very visionary type of person so I need to be with a man who has vision if you don't have a vision and for yourself you yeah and to support you it and so I can support him because I thrive off of that exactly. I thrive off of seeing my you significant know, other do his dang thing okay that. I'm we my man's biggest cheerleader <laughs> we gotta end this conversation okay. that's that. my man <laughs> we okay. gotta end this conversation but I just said that. I just said recently, I stopped talking to somebody that (laughs) I think we were, it was a dope thing because he brought something out of me and I brought something different. Yes. I love it. I love it. You couldn't meet. Yes. sexual. I swear to you, when I was just in the car, I was just like, yo, 
I know why I've been off balance lately. And for me personally, even though not like not having a father growing up, it's always been important to me to vibe off of a man. Like that's mm-hmm. that's important mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And I think because I haven't been dating recently, I have nothing to vibe off of. That's and good. I find myself mm-hmm. in that's a good. faded area. Yeah. And it's like I'm almost like, you know, I'm just in a standstill right now. And I just realized that the last person that I was able to vibe off with was dope as hell. But future, mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. We yeah. got to continue this. Yes. yes. We'll good. have a part two. Y'all. We got to have a part A part, we have part two. Because okay. <laughs> this is so, so much I swear I thought about that in the car. I was just in the car and I was like, damn, I know what might be wrong. I don't have no, I'm not bouncing nothing off of nobody. Awareness. And I'm so used to that. Yeah. Just said that in the car. Thank you, Jesus, again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, Trish. How do we feel about these borders? These Tijuana borders. <sighs> Were they throwing gas? At the children. Is it really that serious? Because I feel like we are turning into Somalia. We are turning into Syria. Like, what do we stand for as a country? I'm confused. First of all, they stole Texas from Mexico. So let's just be real. Okay. Because yes. Texas, the, a part of Texas, the, the southern part of Texas is technically Mexico. Oh, mm-hmm. Come on. So how are we going to tell people they Dictate. can't come in to an area that we stole? Dictate. Mm. I don't understand that. Mm. Dictate. In the words of my Jay-Z brother, when you say happy Thanksgiving, you're saying happy massacre. Hello. Because people forget. I mean, I know we're supposed to come together and I get all of that. But you forget that they came in and gave a town smallpox. It's that avoidance. For Thanksgiving. Avoidance. That you're going Black Friday shopping for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't yep, know yep, yep. how I feel this Tijuana thing, and I don't even know all of it because I don't follow Trump's administration, yeah, I can't do the it. politics. I if I see something it. online, then I may read it. But one, I just think it's BS. We don't own the area anyway. If these people want to come over here and pay these taxes and work three jobs, let them do it. How do we get back to being a model country? Like, how do we get back to humanity? Like, humanity is what we should stand for as a country that is a, a superpower country, right? How do, why would we even pride ourselves? We went over into Iraq <laughs> and tore the place up because of the things that, you know, Saddam Hussein and all of them were doing to the children and the people over there. That's what we're doing here in America. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I don't know. It drives And me. then you got to think about that's what they're doing. Well, they've been doing that in Africa, but even more so in Africa now for yeah. the resources. Yeah. It's like, you, I don't even know if we can get back to a model country. Because, again, I just don't <laughs> believe America was never modeled. That's I just agree. My, that's just I my agree. opinion. I mean, we came in and we, to me, America is built off of st- stealing and manipulation because that's what happened when we came here. However, the humanity part, I agree with. Because it's like, when do you just let people live? Yeah. Like, you're throwing tear gas at children because you don't want them to come to America because of what? Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't understand yeah. what the what the thing is. Because technically, again, none of us should be here except for the people that was originally exactly. here. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're trying to block someone to come into a place that you technically don't own. Yeah. So we're done with that. <sighs> Let's talk about this um, Caucasian pastor that had all of this marijuana. 
So I'm like Trinell. When I read the article too, you know, I thought it was, you know, one of my cousins. I was like, my cousin did done it again. He had 300 pounds of weed. You know, like. never get back to you, Lord. You know, Jesus, can we ever get it together? And then, you know, he was trying to do something in the church. Mm. But it wasn't our cousin. So how do you feel about that? Because he, no, this is a little less still privileged because he only got five years if it was us he would probably be sentenced five to life listen 300 pounds of weed privilege. he got sentenced to 300 five pounds years. privilege 300 pounds i don't even know how much th- oh that's 300 like two, pounds uh, one and a half of me yeah um of weed and five years now yes if it was one of our cousins he would have been in there a lot longer under the jail but let me say this because i'm no way near religious right and I think sometimes, I don't know why we look at pastors as if they're not human. We mm-hmm. idolize them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I right. personally We worship don't, them. But people do, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. But and I never understand that. They're people just like we are. You know, they peeing and poop just like we do. But I'm not surprised. I'm not really surprised. I was surprised more or less that he wasn't my cousin <sighs> than I was of it being a, a pastor. pastor. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. No, I am surprised. <laughs> that, that, and and I say that because I didn't I I didn't necessarily grow up in the church. Mm-hmm. Um I have grown away from the organized religion thing, but I am highly spiritual. Yes. Um and I I do go to church. I believe in Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um but I do Although they're human, Second Timothy talks about how leaders are supposed to lead. And so there is a certain, you know, way that you are supposed to lead uh, God's people. And so, yes, I am surprised when I hear stuff like that. I, I totally was surprised that it was this white man. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I was more so like when I thought about the privilege, what made you think that you could get away? I'm sure your privilege made you think that you mm-hmm. can get away with doing it. Absolutely. Didn't even think twice about it. No. No. Didn't even think twice about it. And apparently he's been doing this for a while. Yeah. Um, He's been doing it since 2016. I was about to say. He earns like $50,000 every time he does it. So mm-hmm. if he did it between 18 to 20 times, you got to. Oh, he's going to be out in like uh, five years. And you know, he learned 50 about, Gs. Like said, he's and the crazy man, he about to be God's out. God's like, not in these churches. That's, that's, that's the problem. That's the biggest problem. That's the problem. Oh, real quick. And then we can go on because I want to talk about everything that y'all have going on. But um, oh, what is her name? What is the singer that just went off recently on Facebook Live? Do you follow gospel music? She's dark skinned. Tosh Cobbs? No. Kim Burrell. Was this a little while ago? Last year. Yeah. Yeah. She just did an unsung. Is Kim Burrell? Is it Kim? Or is it Juanita Bynum? No, Which let one? me look it up really quick. I did not tell you the backstory. So basically, she is considered the black sheep of gospel music. Um, I'm about to give you her name in one second. Le- Le- Leandra Johnson. Oh, that came hmm. up off of um. She came up of um American Idol. Sunday's best. Sunday's best. Sunday's best. Yeah. So if y'all don't know her, you gotta follow her. She's very interesting. Hmm. I will say. And you if you are one of these um 
Bible toting people, she gonna rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But um, if you ain't toting the Bible, <laughs> she's gonna be very interested to you because her. So if you're bored one day or like you're cooking, just watch the uncensored <laughs> show because I ended up watching it. Mm-hmm. And um, she was saying the same thing that she said how the preacher isn't in a church. So in one of the clips, she had. <laughs> Like a little bitty jumper, and <laughs> she was outside walking and talking to the guys. And the man was like, I ain't no pastor. No, he told her that she wasn't a pastor. She was like, Yes, I am a pastor. Mm-hmm. She was like, Just because I'm not draped up in this or that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not a pastor of God. And I just thought that was interesting that, that yeah. you even brought that up because that is true, right? right? You do look at them to be different, but to me, at the end of the day, from in my experience, they're the biz- biggest sinners. Then we, then we out here sinning. I mean, especially the pastors yeah. that I know of yeah. and all of the mess that they've done, and yeah. I know personally. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. So it's just very interesting. I yeah. don't want to get into a mode of making it look like we don't love the Lord because that's not true. <laughs> we love so, you guys. Yeah, we'll leave them alone. And last, <laughs> last, but um, definitely not least. And I hate talking about these because I don't even keep up with them anymore. But un- unfortunately, um, Emanic Fitzgerald Bradford, mm-hmm. um, his family mm-hmm. hired the mm-hmm. attorney. This black man is everywhere. I, let mm-hmm. me see. Benjamin Crump, <laughs> which is, he always representing people that was killed. Um, he was accidentally killed at the mall. <sighs> and I'm, you know, we've right. had these conversations too many times accidentally um but for it to be an accident i was just like i just don't believe you that. just accidentally took somebody else's life let me tell you something we i might need to come get on the camera we are all african-american women but we don't look the same no, not if all. any race looks more different it would be us because of the different areas that we come but from. Like, my family is Caribbean something? and Jamaican. So, depending on what I look like, I either look like an African or I look like an island girl. Your <laughs> family may be somewhere else. You may reflect something else, but we do not look the same. We are three African Americans, three three shades of brown, and we don't look the same. Right. So You want to know something, though? My, my, my girlfriend, she is um, a detective in a predominantly white force, on a predominantly white force. And there is about maybe like four or five um, black women um, that are kind of in the crew with her, you know. And the argument a couple of weeks ago was that, you know, a sergeant calls them someone else's name every time. And I mean, they look completely different. One has dreads, one's light skin, one's dark skin, you know, but they all call them the same <laughs> people so in their mind they are thinking that we are this they're they're categorizing us you know where we are one and whatever we represent for what we um represent to them is how they're going to to classify us Mm -hmm. unfortunately but isn't that that i just think it's crazy and again we don't have to stay on this because i'm going to talk about all of the great things that you guys are doing but it's just very interesting because i can't tell half of these white actors apart and um <laughs> forgive me radio fairfax but Preach. i'm just keeping it real like Preach. i can't th- yeah they look the same to me mm-hmm. and l- literally look the same and not because you are not african-american or a person of color but literally because you look the same <laughs> and again we are three african-american women that look three different totally different ways and it's almost like you're just saying that we look alike because we're all black yeah 
But that's not true because yep. we have the most exotic features in the world, which is why you pay for lip fillers yes. and butt injections mm-hmm. and you get Botox. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we'll be back right after this because... <laughs> yes. Blessings to his family. We're going to talk about yes, all yes, the amazing programs. I want to talk about the restorative mentoring, the gems for beauty, sexual abuse. And we're going to define what sexual abuse is. We'll be doing that um, for the remainder of the show. So don't you guys go anywhere. Yes, Y'all are fake for not calling. That's all I want to <laughs> say because they definitely pay their bills on time. So I know the phone <laughs> worked, but that's okay. We'll be right back right after this. Don't you guys go anywhere. Again, the number is 703-560-8255. Feelings so deep in my feelings. No, this ain't even like me. Can't control my anxiety.
Essential Head Raps. Check me out on IG at So Essential Head Raps. And also, you're going to get a plug in at Consider This. So check it out. I don't remember how it started. Our back and forth. It always came back. Dad! You probably don't remember what you told me. That was perfect. But I heard every word. Guys, we just talked about depressingly common. <laughs> you still find fun fact, common? Fun fact about common: his eyes are black. What? Ooh, his pupils? Really? Wow! Spooked me the hell out. Yeah. Oh, he'll see I right into lost your my soul. Mind. That's why he can rap so well. Mm-hmm. He's his, see into your soul. His eyes are black. Soul rapper. Yes. He A soul all in rapper. There. We'll try to figure out that thing later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we're gonna talk about, um, unfortunately. One in ten children will experience child abuse before the age of their 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. Another statistic, 30% of children are abused by family members. Yep. As many are as 60% are abused by the families that they trust. Mm-hmm. 40% are abused by children that are older than them. Young girls that are abused are more likely to develop eating disorders as adolescents. More than 60% of teen first pregnancy is preceded by experiences of molestation and rape and or attempted rape. One thing that I do want to get into, which is something that you talked about very briefly, because again, I want to focus on you guys' missions during this segment but the stigma about um, our black men, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Charlemagne has always been vocal in regards to him not knowing that he was sexually abused until he was an adult because he mm-hmm. thought it was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he said that he felt like it wasn't abuse because he enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I Am Beautiful because it's not only a nonprofit, but you guys are a resource center. Mm-hmm. You're going to be starting your blog up soon. Mm-hmm. You provide restorative men, um, mentoring, which is important. And also, I like the point about the book club. And I know you guys have an event Saturday. I have three events on Saturday. I'm mm-hmm. mad that I'm going to miss this one. Um, no, come through. I know. Yes. We need to get the people out. Yes, sure. people, come yeah. through. Yes. We're going to have a good time. Yes. It's a porte. And yeah. I also, I always ask my daughter, no, just the eggs. Anybody ever touch you? Any Anybody that made you feel uncomfortable? Because yeah. I know that a lot of people don't feel comfortable with talking about it. So this is one of the reasons why um, we started with the beauty boot camps. Because um, oftentimes people are not comfortable with um, sharing or disclosing. Um, as you mentioned um, with the statistics, right, we're talking about one in four girls um, who have who will be abused and have been abused before their 18th birthday, and one in nine boys, um, and so that's a large number. That's we're talking about when we're looking at a classroom. We're talking about three or four girls out of a classroom, and you know at least two boys. Um, and so <clears throat> when we're at that age of adolescence or even younger, we are experiencing something or those who have been abused um, are experiencing something that they are themselves confused and unaware of. Um, And the reason uh, for the confusion is because, again, back to your statistics, 90, over 90 percent of perpetrators are um, our family members or neighbors or someone that you know, love, and trust. And so that's what causes the confusion as to whether or not am I being loved? Um, this does, it does feel good. And so you do eventually go into it, um, you know, experiencing pleasure because that's what sex is, right? It, it brings forth pleasure. But you don't understand exactly what it is Um to you and so you go through life again I um I I I started by saying I started the the beauty boot camps is because most people don't report we have a 38 percent um disclosure rate and of that only 15 percent is Mm self-disclosure and so because those reporting rates are so low you know the numbers and the statistics around sexual abuse is not it's not a true representation of what's happening um number one and number two when we create those safe spaces such as the beauty boot camp you know or when you're just having these dialogues these conversations you'll hear more people say wow i'm inspired that actually happened to me too and one thing that i want to say which we'll talk at a later date about but i want to merge your beauty boot camp with... I know, it's hard not to say booty boot camp, know, ain't it? You know, my mind, <laughs> Sullivan, Sullivan, <laughs> um, <laughs> beauty boot camp with a pillow talk that we do. Mm, that would be great. So that would be super good. But we do a pillow talk. Great. It's, it's very different. I don't want to... 
get too much. We'll talk after the show, but Share. I want to bring that in. Well, the the pillow talk is we do five rooms, uh-huh. so it's not your average pillow talk, and it's not a conference. I mm-hmm. hate conferences. Yeah, yeah. I hate people on the stage telling me how great they are. <laughs> And telling me how to not how to be great like yeah. them. I don't yeah. like those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with the pillow talk, what we do is we break down five rooms, and each room is just supposed to bring out, and it's a tearing session all the mm. time. We cry all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. It just pulls out different things, right? So we have an art room. We do the vision board room. We have the the um, serenity room, which is the tear. You got I'm sure. Your I'm sure. <laughs> We had a pastor in there one day, and not 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 the Bible toting pastor, but just a regular pastor. Honey, we left out of there at five o'clock. That thing was supposed to be over at three o'clock. Yeah. Every woman in there shared their story. Yeah. And women that never went to counseling, women that one woman said that she felt as if she never had a safe space to talk. Her exactly. Her was in there with her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Her daughter ran over because she never exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's something that um, that the beauty boot camps really are designed to do. They're designed to create that safe space and also that supportive space because essentially when you're being harmed, especially by someone who is so near and dear to the family, mm-hmm. the support may not be where you want it to yeah. be. But by coming to the beauty boot camps, it's not even essentially just going through trauma. It's if you're just going through life, period, mm-hmm. and you need support, mm-hmm. okay? Because mm-hmm. life will beat you up. Listen. But it's a safe and supportive state for you to be able to address your issues and the things that have caused harm to you and the things that hurt you. You know, people don't understand and really don't resonate with the fact that hurt people hurt people. And that if you are walking around hurting, chances are you're hurting those around you. So you need to take the time to address that. And in addressing that, we provide the space to be able to do so. Mm -hmm. And not only the space, but also the follow-up through the mentorship that we provide as well. Mm -hmm. And with 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 the book club, Essentially, what we're really hoping to do from a broad spectrum of things is really empower people who have gone through trauma to go through not only their healing process, but to inspire others and help others to get through theirs. Yeah. Paying it forward is so you know important. I always saying, um, I just think people need to reach back. We don't do it enough. Yes. And we do have yes. a lot of celebrities that do. Like, you know, LeBron opened a school. Dwayne Wade does so much work in the community. Yeah. Yes. We just don't hear about it. Right? Yeah. Right. But to me, because now we have to get to tangible heroes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The celebrities are cool, but it's just too saturated. Yeah. Now. Yeah. We yeah. got to get with those heroes in the neighborhood yes within the community yeah Yeah. we have to start where we are yes yes no longer being a welfare mom yes going to college at yeah yes yeah because statistically speaking neither one of us should be here right neither one of us should be here Uh, my abuse happened at nine hers happened at seven went over a duration of three to four maybe five years right Mm -hmm. and um just imagine, imagine, and with trauma, parts of your brain is being damaged. And I think that's what, especially that's the at, a hard, at, a, at a young age, especially right? Because your brain is age. still developing. So yes. while your brain is developing, you're, you're killing off cells, literally, yeah. and you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're blocking your neurotransmitters. Yeah. Um, and you're causing, uh, or not you, but the trauma is causing damage to your brain. Yes. And, 
Call, and and, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I learned in my healing process and the reason why I kind of got to, you know, the age range, right? So when we're talking about um, serving um, young girls and women, I'm talking about as young as five, mm-hmm. right? Because we have to get in and we have to start processing early um, and going all the way up and and through womanhood who have experienced it post, you know, tra- um, the, the post-traumatic um, experiences. Um, but... The reason why I felt it was important is because, so mine started at nine, ended at 14. It was no no support. There was no therapy, right? There was nothing to teach me how to deal with my, um, you know, (laughs) to deal with all that I was going through, right? I was having trouble in school. I was getting in trouble because I was having trouble in school, but did anyone take the time to figure out why I was having trouble in school? Because, you know, statistically speaking, that's where the first place that shows signs, right, (laughs) that you're being. Can I say, so that's the first sign. Yeah. Because your Mm -hmm. children are different. So, like, I always tell people, I know how to deal with my daughters. Yeah. She's my daughter, right? Yeah. But the signs are always when she's in another environment. Yeah. Yeah. If you're sleeping in class. And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. isolating yourself. Little things like that is what you need to understand. That's the thing. the crazy thing about it, what you said was another celebrity, and I always like to tie the the knot Mm -hmm. for people, right? But when Tamar and them did the episode with the with Ayanna, yeah, and one of the sisters—I don't remember which one—so I'm not gonna lie on her—but one of them said that they knew about the abuse on Tamar, but didn't say nothing. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, as someone that experienced it, I had my own trauma. It just wasn't sexual abuse, but why is it that? What what holds you from saying it? Is it because that person is close to you? Because according to Tamar, it was a family member. Yeah. Like someone that she it's... didn't believe that should hurt her. Mm-hmm. So do you think in your own it... experience, is that what the blockage is? It's... Saying it? Well, from I can say from my own experience, a large majority from at least what I have gone through in my own journey and what I have heard from other victims is that it's that fear. (laughs) Essentially, when it comes to an abuser, when it comes to a predator, he finds something that um, he can hold on to as far as what your weakness mm. is. For no, my abuser, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> shout out to Queen of P, but she always says that because yes. she is he an finds... abuser and she's an abuser. Yes, mm-hmm. so she's mm-hmm. been abused and she's abused people. Yes, mm-hmm. they find their weakness and they yeah. latch onto it. So for me, my abuser found out that I was like a very outgoing spirit, but I also was very family oriented. So he oftentimes threatened me with threats against my family, like I'll kill your brother if you tell anybody. If you even look this way or even have even a mention of anything, this is how things will be. So um, the whole the the whole process of that though, and and circling back to what you're saying about the school behavior and things like that all of this although these signs are prevalent and relevant it really boils down to people really don't know they lack the proper education which is what I am beautiful because it's here to to do it's one here to help combat that stigma against not only mental health but also against healing because I don't know what it is why people have an issue with actually going and getting help like if you say you're going to talk to a therapist I'm very adamant like I talk to my therapist all the time okay I'll text her like look honey like can we talk in five minutes because I need that for maintenance it doesn't necessarily mean something has to happen and it should be good for me that I'm actually working out the things I need to do to get myself straight so why aren't you our culture it's looked as if 
it's wrong. Right. And that's where removing the stigma comes from and the education comes from. Because the thing is, my family, even within my own family, it wasn't until I actually came out about what had happened and actually went through my process and they saw me heal through my process and be at where I am that they felt inspired and the courage enough to start going through their own. But that only occurred because I was the one who broke the cycle. I was the one who decided to do that. So it's about finding the person within the household or even about the household being on the accord of changing the cycle. And that means one, providing education in which these are the signs of someone who may be a predator in the making or behaviors that you need to be aware of around your child. Like if they're uncomfortable around certain people, pay huh. attention to Watch that. Watch it. So, and My then into that the, in addition and to that, force, don't force them to right. get hugs. You know, yeah. None and then you also need to set, then you also need to talk about setting the proper time to be able to have safe conversations. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I do with my families within, within therapy is that I tell them to at least take seven minutes a day to lay it on the table mm-hmm. and allow your kids and allow you and to say whatever it is you need to say, mm-hmm. get whatever it is you need to get off your back with no judgment, with no punishment, no nothing. Establishing that line of communication and trust is key and imperative because a lot of victims, one, do not report because they don't believe that people are there to support them and they have the fear that something is going to occur because somebody's not looking out for them. Mm-hmm. But it's important that you set up that atmosphere within the household. So once that atmosphere is set up, we can start to begin to have the conversations and especially in the sense of starting as young as five as far as what are the no-no places to touch and who are the type of behaviors you need to be aware of. But a lot of it really comes back to that whole education. It's like that whole breaking the cycle. And my thing is like, I'm real pro-black. So I really think this is all back to the the slave system (laughs) and all that stuff. It's post-traumatic slave syndrome for real, for real. But for me, it's just about breaking that cycle because you can never get anything done in just silence. You need help. So help one another out. We weren't designed to be singular individuals, you know? So one thing that I want to say is, um, I want to ask the question, why I am just because I'm beautiful just because why should someone choose you? But then I'm also going to give my reasoning. And one thing that I like is the operation beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a 16 week program. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about it is that, you know, you're transforming people and even adults think that they can't, they can't grow. Right. right. Which is whack. Cause everybody grows. Everybody. But I be. like the acronym that you use of the girls. Growing into real ladies, right? Mm-hmm. You can be 40 and still be a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I woke up maybe five years ago realizing I was still that 12-year-old. That mm-hmm. mother died. Mm-hmm. That father didn't come mm-hmm. and get her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with no you communication. So, it, you yes. know, it doesn't matter yeah. when, right? Yeah. So, yeah. why should people choose this program to participate <laughs> in but then after that let's talk into the operation beauty and if i see the other guy coming in i'm a wave or something so okay, we can wrap okay. up okay. so um why i am beautiful because um i am beautiful because again is a woman's awareness um or nonprofit organization so we you know touch on every aspect of womanhood transitioning from childhood to womanhood because again we are we experience trauma on a daily right and so we um 
with I Am Beautiful, we try to take an approach, a restorative approach, right? Mm -hmm. And I do want to draw back a little bit. We have not launched the Operation Beauty. That's something that's coming forth in um, 2019. But the restorative approach is the approach, like you said, starting from the age of which our trauma had occurred, right? Mm -hmm. The the most impactful trauma. Because we wake up and we're functioning as this little 9-year-old girl, this little 12- and 7-year-old girl. And Mm -hmm. so we have to learn how to speak to that little girl, right? And so I Am Beautiful Because teaches you how to kind of draw into yourself. and Because we do a lot of, um, like, it, it, it may seem childish, but we take the crayons and we take the markers and we do all of this on a piece of construction paper. And it, we take it, and I, I don't even, I have mirrors for you to, to look at yourself and to analyze yourself. However, you have to draw your mirror on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. You don't get to just write it out. You have to really mm-hmm. focus mm-hmm. in and draw in on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that's the moment that you mm-hmm. have the time with yourself to analyze yourself, to see yourself, to to recognize. I don't just say, look at mm-hmm. all the things that make you beautiful. No, look at all the things that make you ugly. Look right. at yourself right. in, in totality. And right. so I am beautiful because gives you that whole that holistic approach of looking at yourself as a as a woman, as a, a young girl, and learning how to really transpose those um, inward or um, negative thoughts that came from that inflict that um, trauma inflicted abuse and learning how to mm-hmm. walk to be healed to, to get healed and to walk in your healing mm-hmm. in addition to that um, it's important to also highlight the fact that as a restorative business we are an empowerment business yeah. so in becoming a part of our organization we have different levels that empower you to become an entrepreneur and a chapter organi- organizer of your yeah. own so what we're really trying to do here is just create a brand new cycle a mm-hmm. cycle of healing a cycle of sisterhood and a cycle of safety as far as where people can be to be vulnerable and be able to address what's going on within themselves. So the boot camp is here to serve the community. However, the organization and our members, we are here as the legacy of what I am beautiful because is being and what it is evolving to be. So our levels of membership span between students from bronze, silver, gold to platinum. Each level provides a different addendum because like Trinell was saying, we do do the clinical aspects of helping you get through your trauma and healing process, but we also do the business process of getting you the certification so that you can go out in the field and make the money that you need to make and then also be able to inspire and help others with the certification. So, you know, we're really here to empower you and to also let you know this hard work you're putting into yourself is not going in vain. The payoff is right within each level that you're making because, like you said, we're supposed to be growing. We're growing and living organisms. Mm -hmm. So I am beautiful because it's designed to continue being a growing organism and that growing organism will be seen within our operation boot camp and it will also be seen as we continue to expand membership with the hopes and aspirations to create more chapters within different cities and within different areas we want to open chapters especially with on college campuses because a lot of sexual abuse occurs within the first year of college Mm -hmm. a lot of things um 
in a lot of uh, a lot of counties, we are finding more and more need us. We travel to so many different places mm-hmm. and conferences, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, why aren't you guys here? Yeah. We really need this." Yeah. So what we're really doing now is getting in the full tilt to provide these chapters of I Am Beautiful because across every addendum, so that we can create a new cycle of not only healing but empowerment of one another and truly be a sisterhood yeah. and a healthy sisterhood that mm-hmm. prospers and moves forward. Yeah. So that's why you really should choose us because we're the hottest thing out here. And Listen. we out here healing people, balancing your energies. And then creating on top of that, we're creating sisterhoods. <laughs> you are becoming an entrepreneur, yeah. getting certifications through yeah. us. And all of that you are doing while working on yourself, sis. That's, that's so come through. Point. And you can bring your babies, too, because yes. we work with babies as young as five years old. So it, there really is no reason to stop you except for yourself. And please knock yourself out the way and come to our beautiful boot camp next yes, Saturday. Next Saturday. Yes. Trinell, tell them where come. we're going to be at. Yeah, so we'll be at um, 2060 West Virginia Avenue. Um, it's, a, it's in a building titled New Beginnings. Um, but we're definitely, it's our one year anniversary. Woo! And up everybody, <laughs> cupcakes. Y'all know I love cake. <laughs> so We're yes, come through, excited. come through. Twenty sixty um, West VA Avenue. Yes, yes, yes. We yes, will definitely share um, what we've accomplished yes. over this one year, and then yes. we'll also get into some of that beauty boot camp work yes. that we. Um, it's it's one of those things, you know. And when people see the flyer, um, I've had people say like, "Your flyer is not really." Um, it doesn't speak to sexual abuse. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason why, and the name throws a lot of people off too, I Am Beautiful, because I remember when I started, um, one, one um, a co-worker, she said to me, she said, okay, this is dope, but why not leave the because off? Why not just leave it as I Am Beautiful? And um, she said, because I'm not, I, I, she said, I'm not, and I'm not sure how you get positivity out of this like how do you plan to make this thing beautiful and I had to draw back because I hadn't had anybody challenge me yet um I had everybody always wanting to support me like whoa this is so dope I love the approach um but I had to draw back and I had to sit back and think like hold on you're wrong right because there's a lot of positivity that comes from flipping that negative or that adverse um circumstance of child sexual abuse I'm number one I mean that's addressing the the stigma (laughs) you know I don't understand how um, we just with something negative we just automatically assume it's supposed to be negative 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 Uh but the thing about it is Things in life are either a blessing or a lesson. So I honestly don't believe in negatives in a sense. I look at it as what was the lesson in it. And you celebrate the lesson that you learned from that. And that's what we are doing. We're celebrating that you're beautiful. You're beautiful because of the lessons that you've learned in life and the experiences you've had. And understanding that (laughs) your, your curse, per se, is your blessing. That is the realm of which God has called you to be in and to operate in. I just heard beauty for your ashes, honey. (laughs) That's what I heard. Beauty for your ashes. What I'll say to that, um, one, don't, she's just a hater. And she's dealing with her own stuff. Because the thing about it is, and one thing that we need to realize is, I loved your pictures. When I seen your pictures, I said, oh, this is dope. 
she is having a good time. Mm-hmm. She is in like celebrating her triumph. Mm-hmm. You don't have to celebrate the pain. No, I always tell people mm-hmm. I'm a thousand percent solution based. Yes, I don't always. come to me with a problem, <laughs> and don't come I don't want to wanna me talk about it and chit chat. Yes, and, and I do my daughter the same way. We're not going to talk about what's wrong. Yeah. We it's clear what's wrong is clear. That right. doesn't deserve a conversation. Right. The only thing you need to be focused on is how you're going to clear this problem. Yeah. Right. So you celebrating with the confetti and smiling and blowing kisses to me represents your healing. Yeah. And not what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see you sitting around crying. I don't want to see a black child crying on the step and you yes. telling me that you're a sexual abuse yes. company. Yeah. And can you imagine what type of message and, and propaganda well, that puts out? Because yeah. a majority of, of the these, large, yes, you and a, I mar- had the a conversation large majority of these posters are like that. Talked, that's the problem that I have with the larger nonprofits. Yeah, is because they're not showing the, they the end don't, result. Yeah, they don't. Well, they that's heal, a, the girl, happy. That's a whole nother show. But they don't <laughs> celebrate the outcome. No, and the thing they that I don't. Enjoy about your company, what I read up when we talked on the phone, is that you're consider you're worried about the whole body. Yes. And your main concern yes. is the why. Yeah. Yes. And but I think that's my word. Yes. You know, when I journal, whatever I do, that's going to be my my word of 2018 is. The why. The, the why. why. Because people are mm. never concerned with why people don't do this. So all right. of the events that I've done this year were events that wouldn't necessarily be for African Americans, right? Because they say we don't do this and we don't do that and we don't do that. But the question is why <laughs> don't right. we do certain things? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why? You yeah. don't hike because your neighborhood is not safe. Exactly. Not because you don't hike. Because exactly. you would hike if it was safer. Exactly. Right, you right, see? right. Exactly. Like, we just brought goats right. to right. Northeast. Nanny Hellenborough, we had goats and chickens and hens. Yes. Those kids were walking the goat, and I don't want to get all mushy now, but it was the most beautiful thing to see. Yes. These African-American boys walking goats on Nanny Hellenborough. Yes. Right. Yes. Not right. because yes. they don't like goats. Because but it's the, the why. It's the why. And that's the thing that you guys deal with. Yes. Yeah. How yes. did you get here? Let's start with that. Yes. yes. And then encompass yes. everything else because nothing yes. else matters. Yeah. Yes. Like, guys go to jail, like the pastor. Okay. Yeah. He's wrong. But he's going to go to jail for 300 pounds of weed. But the question is, why How did, did the there? pastor think that that was okay? Right. And I forgot which one of you said it, but it was the privilege. Yeah. Because one, he didn't think he was going to get caught. Exactly. One, because he's a pastor and the color of his skin. And he did get off because of the color of his skin. He did. But, you know, he still did get caught. So we have to deal with why do the people why? act like that Meek way? Like Mill yeah. said in that, in that CNN interview, he said, listen, <laughs> you're asking me why did I tow the gun? Excuse me, sir. I, <laughs> I've... I walked outside and there was murder on my steps. I grew up and there was murder in my house. If you're surrounded by this, would you not feel like you needed to protect yourself? So it right. really is about right. what you're exposed to right. that causes you <laughs> right. to operate in the sense. And you know what else he said that was dope in that interview that the interviewee danced around? Yeah. He said, if an African-American male had a gun exactly and the police came in yep do you really think with what we've been seeing and i'm some and i'm summarizing what he said but he said if i was if i really had a gun in my hand and i pointed it at the police do you think i'll be sitting right here today yep 
He asked he him that. When they're just and accidentally shooting people. And he felt he danced people. around it. He mm-hmm. did. Because that is the truth. That so is that the does truth. have to make you think. That's the truth. If a man gets accidentally killed at a mall because they thought he was somebody else, if this black man, right. a tall, dark-skinned black man, yes. which is the epitome of fear, according to them, yes. if he was yes. putting the gun at the cop, why didn't they shoot him? Yeah. Right. So that goes. So that just goes, goes to show you to, that he never had the gun, which was but, that yeah. was his point. Yeah. His point was he never mm-hmm. he never said that he never carried a gun. The point was he didn't have one at that right. moment, yeah. and he wasn't shooting at cops at that moment. Yeah. I mean, which that's is what the he nature. said in the interview. That's the nature of how this society is. We like Michael. to treat the symptom, but not the cause. Yeah. We'll treat the crime by putting all the crime in one place. We'll treat the fact that you know our babies are out here being you know removed from their families and put them in concentration pants will treat the fact that Meek Mill was caught with a gun with something different so it's like we'll just treat the symptoms but we're not treating the cause mm-hmm. and that's what that's what jacks people up because you keep balancing those symptoms eventually those symptoms are going to become overwhelming yeah. because nothing is going to work and you're going to really wonder what the hell happened to get me here yeah. and that's why we're here to help you identify that early yeah. so you ain't digging through all your causes yeah. later so let's on let's go around a circle because I don't see him yet we got I know no. look Look, I was yeah, looking. Yeah, look, I've been looking at you. I've been looking over here to the right, and we talk about the white man. That's right, why I was really right, looking. Like let's, let's he might do wrap this us up before <laughs> he come running in here. Okay, but and we got to do it quickly because I don't want I don't want the viewers to Real miss this part. Wakanda forever. Each one it. of us is going to identify, okay, Ooh. a cause that we've been doing in our adulthood. But because it wasn't identified as a child, like, I, I'll go first. So, like I said, I woke up maybe a couple of years ago and realized I was still this 12-year-old girl. I'm angry that my mother died. I'm furious at men because my father didn't come and get me when she died. I had to go to a place that I didn't want to be at, and I felt like these people didn't understand me. So, which hence the name misunderstood. A lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. again, is self-infliction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it was at that point where I realized, okay, we got to stop this. And even though, as you said, healing is an ongoing process, it was when I identified that I was still 12 years old. Yes. Even though I was a grown-ass woman, I'm still 12. Yes. I was still 12 years old and walking around like that, treating men like anything. You know, they were disposable to me. You're not going to touch me. I run me. That's how I always ran my life. I run me. And I'm going to allow you to do to me what I want you to do to me because, one, I've never seen a healthy relationship in the first place, right? to know what a relationship is supposed to look like. And then two, because I did not have that relationship with my dad, it was almost like, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to love. I know how to get you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be easy for me to get you. Mm-hmm. But how do mm-hmm. I keep you? And I don't know that because I never had that dynamic. Mm-hmm. So that was an identifying um, object for me. And even when I share early on about the house, like, again, I have to identify, girl, why, you know, if you can't do the inclusionary zone and go move to Maryland, mm-hmm. it's not that serious. You're mm-hmm. not going to be the first person that left D.C. to go to Maryland. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So those were identifiers for me. But what was an identifier? I'll start with you, Kendall. What was your identifier that you're doing as an adult that you identified? And again, it's a process because we're not <laughs> over it. I'm definitely not over yeah. me. But I'm able to identify when I'm effing up. What's your identifier? My identifier is my self-doubt. Mm. Um, when I, I am a 
very ambitious person. So with me being very ambitious, I tend to involve myself in a lot of different entities. Like I'm not only going to school, I'm also a graduate assistant, I'm also a professor, I also work, I also do like nonprofit stuff, I'm trying to have my own business, I'm writing workbooks for self-care. Like I'm doing everything. But then I have those moments of self-doubt that says, you know you're not shit though, right? Mm -hmm. You know you're inadequate. And that's when... You know I'm not. You know you're not ish though. My bad. You know you're not ish though. Go ahead. You know you're not ish though, right? So, but then I have to remind myself that those that those were the things that my abuser had okay, said. Really quickly. Okay. So um, my identifier was um, being <laughs> being a, 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 I guess, being attracted to abusers, right? Um, I There's a title, a, a chapter in my book that's titled um, The Beauty and the Beast of Love. And so because I felt like someone had poured into me or a situation had poured into me, I felt like I was obligated. I was indebted to that person. And so it was hard for that I should not remove myself because they have done something something to mm-hmm. cause me some pain because mm-hmm. their their pouring into me was greater than the level of pain or infliction that they caused on me and so I now am able to identify when I'm being abused and not having to experience love and abuse at the same time yeah okay guys so we have to get out of here we have yes, another sorry. show coming up 